Everybody, you're not going to believe this. Welcome to Pretty Scary. <gasps> Pretty Scary, boo? Oh my God, you scared oh. me, Caitlin. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't even know you were there. How's it going? Really good. Yesterday, I was giving my son a bath and I dumped a bunch of water on his head and he looked at me and he went, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been laughing about that since last night. I like that. Very- he was just like an old man, just looked at me, he's like, Jesus. And I'm like, oh, that's my. Because my husband never says that. That's totally me. And my son, for the record, is three. So. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that was his first like, uh oh, mommy needs to. And I'm assuming okay. you don't listen back to these podcasts while he's around. Because first uh, of all, a- if you're listening back to these podcasts after we record them. Whoa. What's wrong I'm with not, you? I'm not a psychopath, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I would never listen to my own podcast for entertainment. Occasionally people will tweet quotes back to me and I genuinely am like, I don't, I don't know if I said that. I really genuinely. But here's the thing. The only ones I do sometimes listen back to for my own entertainment, the solo episodes. Sometimes I'll put that on and be like, man, you really, you really fucking put that together, dude. You're doing great, Adam. Good job. Yeah, I can see. Listen, if I have had a solo thing that would I would definitely want to listen to that again just to be like is this what I should be doing <laughs> should I it's kind of like when I? you're when you do comedy there's you know sometimes you record your sets and listen back to them you have to yeah if you're if you're on your own you have to because the other thing too for I'm sure everyone listening to this is super fascinated about this conversation but if you have chemistry with your podcasting partner it's there and you're not really worried about it but if you're by yourself just talking, you better go back and make sure this is worth a damn and that you don't suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want you want to make sure it's it's in your wheelhouse. Anyway, if you're, if you're tuning yourself out, <laughs> like that's that's a good indicator. So, oh. Caitlin, what are we talking about today? Speaking of wanting to tune something out, I have tuned out Marjorie Taylor Greene as best I can until recently. When I asked my cosmic brother, Adam, to put together a bunch of notes on this woman so I could just rip off the Band-Aid, know what I'm dealing with. And I got to say, it's so much worse than I thought. (laughs) Marjorie Taylor Greene is your crazy aunt on Facebook. For real. Except she got elected to Congress and she also carries a lot of guns. I don't know if your crazy aunt on Facebook carries guns, but Marjorie Taylor Greene does. She's, uh, there's so many problems. There are so many problems with Marjorie Taylor Greene, and that's what we're going to talk about today. It's a name that I'm assuming people have heard in the news a lot recently. Yeah. I, I What's ironic about this is I've been working so hard, and I'm not judging people. <laughs> I'm just working really hard. Not, it's not, not, not giving up discernment and being like, I will just invest in everyone equally and everyone. I don't mean it that way. I just mean, I'm really trying to just chill as best I can after what we went through last year. But this woman makes that very, very difficult, almost impossible. Well, when you're, when you're one of the people who was like low key advocating for what happened at the Capitol, you you get to be judged. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think so. 
And I think that's why it's happening, because even up to this point, QAnon, I feel like we treated QAnon a lot like we treated Trump, where it was just a thing that we thought was kind of silly and the people behind it were stupid. And don't get me wrong. It is silly. And the people behind it are stupid. But that doesn't mean it's not dangerous. I I really struggle with stupid (laughs) these days because... I think I think a better way to put it is is that that famous adage: a little bit of knowledge is a very dangerous thing. And this is a collection of people who have not, whether they weren't given proper education on the art of critical thinking or whatever it is, they allow themselves to be manipulated. And yeah, I'm I mean more that the just the- insane. I mean more that the theory is stupid. The theory is so stupid. The theory is modern day satanic panic. I've said that a million times. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, I, I literally cannot fathom how how it's possible, although it is true, that there are people walking around that believe Democrats eat babies. That's where we're at. I saw, I don't know how much CNN you're taking in. But I saw an interview. It was just a clip of Anderson Cooper interviewing a former QAnon believer. And this man looked Anderson Cooper right in the face and said, I apologize for thinking you used to eat babies. <laughs> God damn. Oh God. What a crazy, crazy theory this is. And it is, and we should mention the reason we're bringing it up is because Marjorie Taylor Greene is a definite QAnon proponent. Even though, and we'll get to it a little more. Literally, literally a gun toting QAnon proponent. Right. And before, but before we get into all that, let's talk about just a little bit of her background. She is. Let's let's take it way back. All the way back to 2011. (laughs) Back when you still needed to use buttons on your, nope, nope. You didn't have buttons on your phone even then. I was wrong. No, 2011. I mean, What's the difference between now and 2000? <laughs> we weren't upset about all the deportations in 2011 because Obama yeah, was in office. We were totally cool with yeah. all of that. The world was perfect because our side was in office. That's how America works. And we were sharing those John Stewart monologues left and right. Far and wide. Far he was- and wide destroying Mitch McConnell every day, which that didn't work, did it? No, it didn't didn't really help. At least he quit in time for Trump to get elected. Thanks, John Stewart. Good looking Thanks, out. John. Thanks, anyway, John. yeah, I I blame John Stewart for Trump. No. <laughs> uh, I blame him indirectly for the pattern of rhetoric that he created. Oh, 100%. Late night television so, and Shows like The Daily Show are basically Fox News for the left. Uh, it's uh, there, it's just a bunch of blowhards. I'm so over it. I can't do it anymore. It's like okay, like I get it. You're all you're not that. That's Pre- a whole other podcast. Yeah, but preaching to the choir. Anyway, know, so she's a fundamentalist Christian. Obviously, I refuse. I refuse to call them evangelicals anymore because they just okay. they just changed their name after World War II. They were fundamentalist Christians, and then after World War II, they were like, oh, yeah, being a fundamentalist might be frowned upon these days. 
So uh, let's change our name to Evangelical. Now, she's a fundamentalist Christian. Ba- I, can, I can respect that. She was baptized in 2011. She, was, she won the election for U.S. Representative for Georgia's 14th Congressional District. A couple things you should know about the 14th in GA. 10th most Republican district in the nation, which is short for nation. Saves me a ton of time when I talk. Oh. Third most Republican district in the Eastern time zone. Among Georgia's congressional districts, only the neighboring ninth district is more Republicans or is more Republican. So in other words, Republicans could have run a banana slug in this election and still won. And Caitlin, so they did. (laughs) 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 Woo, sticking it to old QAnon Marge. Adam, that's funny. (laughs) You know what? Can I also point something out really quick? Uh, Of course. Baptized in 2011 means she tried a lot of other things that that she's not happy about, that she sees as mistakes. Yeah, baptized. This is not me inferring. This is how this works. So baptized in 2011 makes me want a lot of information about her 2010. Like what happened that year? I wonder (laughs) if she's in recovery for something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, and I'm not, that is not a judgment. Like, honestly, I, it, it is what it is. I'm now I'm just, I'm genuinely curious about what drives a person what drives a person at that point in your life to be baptized and why this is something we now were able to find out about her. Like it was something that she identifies or somebody around her, her team identifies as a signifier for something. And uh, just coming from my history in this world, uh, my mind goes in a couple different directions with that. I just wanted to point that out. I find it telling that this is, yeah, Something I mean, anytime someone up. finds Jesus in a really radical way in adulthood, it's usually because something happened. She did own, she founded and owned and eventually sold a CrossFit gym. So maybe she was just switching from one religion yeah, this, to another. This is all checking out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She was. A, oh, the, the, the overlap of health and wellness and QAnon is, and CrossFit, uh, is is disturbing. Yeah, yeah. I know. So Ugh. she was elected to Congress in November 2020 and sworn into office on January 3rd, 2021. On her first day at work, she wore a mask that said Trump won. And uh, here's the thing. No, he didn't. No, he didn't win. She's one of the 139 representatives who challenged the results of the 2020 election a day after the U.S. Capitol was stormed. Well, at least we know she's got impeccable timing. She's a problem. She is yeah. a big, big problem. She's not the only problem, but she, more than anyone else, among this crop of Trump boot-licking Republicans, seems like the most radical. Well, I think it's that, and she is the willing avatar for so many of these unelected people. Um, For she sure. really, her and Kim, I never could remember pronounce this woman. She, she was the one that was yelling at the Republican national. The best is yet to come. What is her name? Gifala Lee. Don Jr.'s girlfriend. Oh, is it Gilfoyle or is that just something like that? Like Gilfoyle's fine. 
Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the name of a character on Silicon Valley, but even better. Uh, could could be the same two, name. These two women to me just feel like the weird health wellness slash some form of alcoholism. <laughs> what I can tell uh, are the the it, they embody the female base of the Trump followers that are you know i mean you said it earlier about your crazy aunt on facebook but to me it's like coming from huntington beach it's like these women look so much like these other people i grew up with and i think all of these women are freaking out that they're aging by the way i think that's what's happening with all of these crazy right-leaning baby boomers they're they're just like not okay that they're the old people now (laughs) could be yeah anyway go ahead i'm just rambling but yeah she's she's an extremist yeah. Is what she is at the end of the day. And she's also yeah. serving in one of the highest political offices in all the land. Cool. So that's a problem. And we already mentioned her being a QAnon believer. She, in a 2018 video, she called Q a patriot and said many of the things that he has given clues about and talked on 4chan and other forums have really proven to be true. Citation needed. And if you look into QAnon, which I have, if you, look in, if you look into some of the clues that this motherfucker would drop, it'd be stuff like, oh, on June, I don't remember the exact date, but on June 16th, Trump is going to tweet about small businesses. And that's, that's a clue. Well, the day they were saying that was going to happen was small business day. So <laughs> that's not... <laughs> How would you see that and go, oh, oh my God, it's happening. Because they don't know. That's a, in, They don't know. The only time I ever knew when the hell small business day was, was when I was working at a, a small business. Of course. It was like small business Saturday or something. Oh, and, that, oh that feels good. That feels good. And that's what has always been. I mean, I have many sticking points when it comes to QAnon types. Sure. But one of them is definitely that they always preach about critical thinking and doing your own research. But we did an episode of the Conspiracy Podcast about this documentary called Out of Shadows. It's basically a QAnon recruitment documentary. And all throughout that, They're saying, use your critical thinking and think for yourself and do your own research. But also five minutes in, the narrator and guy who produced the documentary goes, well, the first thing I did was delete all my social media. Then I started a dummy account and I only followed other people who were seeking the truth like me. So what they're saying, what they're saying right up front is only accept information from people who believe the same thing you believe. Yeah, because it's a cult. So then when it's absolutely a cult. So when Q says, watch out for Trump tweeting about small businesses, these people aren't going to Google and see if something's happening that day that might compel Trump to tweet about small businesses. And if he does and they realize, oh, it's small business Saturday, they won't give a shit. It'll just be, well, Q said and now it happens. So I guess Trump's going to round up pedophile Democrats before inauguration. And oh. no, he's not. Did that happen, Adam? It turns out it did not Got happen. It. I wasn't paying attention to the news cycle at that point, but I know I wasn't rounded up. 
But that is an argument you'll hear from Q supporters is, well, how do you know Hillary Clinton wasn't arrested? How do you know Tom Hanks wasn't arrested? These people. It's the same as the flat earther theory where anything you say to prove what they're saying is incorrect. They just write that off as, oh, well, that's part of it. That's part of the plot. That's part of the plot. It's infuriating. She once claimed Democrats don't want Trump to repeal DACA because it would reveal they used it for child sex and organ trafficking. Cool. Which, weird how I haven't heard any complaints like that from Dreamers. No, I mean, they've got, they've got stuff they're working on, but I, it's not that. I feel like if there was a whole host of missing DACA recipients... Like the intercept would probably have an article about it or something. Yeah. I mean, we're missing a bunch of children that Trump detained at the border. Right. So we are missing those children or their parents and or. So there's that. So she's she's uh, she's got some interesting ways of filtering her information. She also once said that the 2020 election was a historic opportunity to take down a satanic cabal of sex traffickers, which also leads me to believe she might believe the QAnon theory a little bit. I I also just think that, I mean, we're going to, I'm, I'm trying not to jump the shark here, but I have a lot of friends who are Jewish that are super, super freaked out by the save our children stuff because so much of it is connected to anti-Semitic rhetoric which I didn't realize until they explained it to me. (laughs) Well, as someone who hosts a conspiracy theory podcast, I can confidently tell you most bullshit conspiracy theories at at the end of the day end on Jews, even flat earther stuff. If you peel away those layers enough, it comes down to some anti-Semitic shit. The even ancient alien theory, like, I, oh, yeah. When I was young and stupid, I watched Ancient Alien Theory and was like, this is really compelling. And then I tried to do a podcast where we recapped Ancient Aliens episodes. And for one thing, way too many fucking seasons of that show to even consider doing oh, something like that. Yeah, that. That would have to be your whole life forever now. But I also got like three episodes in and was like, oh, this is some white supremacy shit. Like yeah. their ultimate point is, well, eventually white men created time travel and then went back in history and taught all these fucking savages how to live. And it's like, mm, it sounds like you're trying to take credit for things non-white people did throughout history. I mean... Which isn't like white people at all. I know that's a shocking limb to go out on. I'm going to have to sit with that for a while. Yeah. Mull it around. But I'm going to just earmark it, come back to it. Uh, well, it, it's just interesting to me because there are, in America alone, there are an untold amount of UFO native American tie-ins that are fascinating that all were dated way before (laughs) we got here. Way, 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 way before. Um, It's all white men in spaceships, Caitlin. Sure. So, well, we, uh, we certainly, we certainly know how to, how to make ourselves known and to rewrite history that's that's our greatest gift, I guess, as a race is our ability to pretend history was something just a little different than it was before. And we must have handed down some really great instructions to all those civilizations that have since been destroyed. We have the plans. <laughs> we, we don't gloss over that fact. All these civilizations got so, fucking wrecked at one point. So confusing. 
It's so like circular and dumb. It's so dumb. It's just, it's hard for me sometimes to, I got to take a knee sometimes and just like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, let's talk about her thoughts on Islam and race relations. Oh, I can't wait. This is the best. Which I know, you know, are going to be just, she's going to knock it out of the park here. Yeah, no, another Obama here. What's funny is when she got nominated, Republicans almost at the exact same time were super excited because Steve King in Iowa had just gotten primaried. And for one thing, the woman who primaried Steve King, if I'm not mistaken, was also a QAnon type. Yeah, I believe you are correct. But at the same time, Marjorie Taylor Greene got the nomination. So it's like, good job getting rid of the -the run-of-the-mill racist for a cultist racist. Great job. And she did reveal herself to be racist pretty quick because Politico, right when she got nominated, put out this video compilation. Did you watch this video? It's eight minutes long. Yeah, I did. I did. Am I wrong that it plays kind of like an SNL skit? Well, the problem is, is when you have to say everything out loud (laughs) that this person has been involved in, you, it sounds ridiculous. If you say it out loud, you know what I'm saying? That's what was crazy about the video. It was just itemizing all of it so quickly because even eight minutes goes by quickly. And listen, in her defense, I have no doubt that there's like 15 minutes where she was like, you know what? The Last Jedi was pretty good. And I would have been all in for that part of the conversation. Me and Marjorie Taylor Greene would have been on even ground. We can can find common. I liked The Last Jedi also, by the way. It was one of my favorite Star Wars movies. So I have no doubt that maybe there were moments like that. But there's also at least eight minutes of... Bad choices. Of comedy career-ruining material. Oh, God. But you can still get elected to Congress. Because people agree with her. It can't be career-ruining if the things that she's saying are believed and echoed by other people. Let's run through some of the things she says. Cool. In this video. I can't, I can't wait. I'm really excited. <laughs> she called the election of Elon Omar an Islamic invasion into our government offices. And it's like, lady, you are QAnon and you're running for our government office. You're a cult member getting a lot like people in glass houses. Have you never heard that? They haven't. They haven't, by the way. No, they ha- they have not. The most charming thing right now is all these people on the right saying Democrats are trying to cancel Trump. But then what are they doing to any Republican who voted to impeach Trump? Oh, we got to primary them and get them out of office because they don't agree with us. That is the same thing, idiots. They don't know, though. They don't know. They don't know because it's a different sentence. I love the (laughs) part. That's the thing. If it's a different sentence, they don't have to be connected. They don't have to be. And I'm not, I'm trying so hard right now, but like, that's what it is. It's literally what it is. It's because it's a different sentence. Like that's where we're at right now. We don't give any other cult in the world, any kind of leeway. Once we find out it's a shitty, dangerous cult, Scientology to some degree, but even that, some, but not, not much anymore. And the only reason I feel like people think this one deserves a little more leeway is because it's related to politics and it's like, oh, that's, that's, but I don't, I don't feel like these people, they represent some Republicans. 
I don't think they represent all of them though, by any no. means. I mean, I, it's Definitely that not. would, I think what's fascinating though, is that they are crystallizing as a subset of Republicans and giving the bread and butter Republicans, we'll call them a, a real moment of reflection of like, is this, what do I do? You know, I, because now they can't really pretend that this kind of thinking hasn't been propping up Republican policy all of this time. That's the biggest thing here that's really important to think about, because for a long time, all Republicans allowed themselves to feel ambiguously victimized by the left in their thinking. And there were plenty of well-meaning, intelligent, fiscal Republicans, right, Your fa- our favorite term. Sure that wanted to, allowed themselves to believe that the left was only highlighting the most extreme subset of of their political party, which is why the, you know, articulation of the Antifa threat was so important to them, because they felt like they finally had their crazies, you know, to point out on our side. Right. But the problem is in this last election, (laughs) We did something on the left that we usually aren't very good at, which is just banding together and actually voting for someone with our disagreements out in the open at the same time. Republicans are not used to infighting. This is a totally, totally new thing. And it's fascinating. And it's ultimately good in like long term, you know, thinking Right now it sucks though, because we've got crazy people like this lady to deal with. I feel like what is going to happen is this faction is going to break off into their own political party. Yes. Which will be bad for Republicans unless Democrats do the same thing, which I could absolutely see happening. Yes. Yeah, that could happen Joe too. Biden really has to deliver on the reforms that people want, especially police reform income inequality, if he doesn't deliver on that, I could see the progressive wing of the Democratic Party breaking off. And then we have four political parties and we're kind of back to where we started. Like, I don't know, but I guess four would be better than two. But if that happens, like that obviously wipes out any advantage it would give Democrats. But country is broken. I feel like it's not going to stop Breaking. I don't have a problem with four political parties, personally. I don't either, but I do if one of them is QAnon. Yeah, but France is, I mean, France has this. They have like an extreme right that they've been dealing with for a long time. And they come very close to taking power pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Marine, we got to stay on our toes. Marine Le Pen hasn't gone anywhere. No. I love the part in this video where she launches into how badly Islam treats women and gay people. Because, yeah, fundamentalist Christians definitely treat women and gay people really well. I don't have enough muscles in my eyes to, to pull off what my eyes wanted to do when she said that. What about when she said generations of black and Hispanic men? Do you know what holds them down? Gangs. That's not a white person thing. That is absolutely a white person thing. If you dig into the roots of that, that is 100%. If you dig into the roots of the crack epidemic... 100% a white person. What the person hell is thing. a KKK? How is that not a gang? That's a gang. Even MS-13 formed to protect themselves from other gangs. Gangs yeah. generally form when people in an area need she protection from something. It's too many sentences, Adam. And it's it's that thing where people like this don't want to accept <laughs> that 
racism has been a systemic thing for decades and decades and decades. That's still and decades. too far down the line. Oh, I know. We're talking gotcha politics. It's it's instant by instant. It's the memory of a goldfish. It is the satisfaction of the dig. It is not far thinking. And they don't, people like this have let go of any trust in anything other than their ability to, they see conflict everywhere because that's how they signify their existence as a person. That's so they create conflict or they're constant. My mom was the same way. It was the same thing. It was like always fighting for what's right. And it's like fighting. Why are we always fighting? Like, what are you, we're, we live in Huntington beach. We're fine. Like what? <laughs> it's pretty outside. You know, it was so weird. There's a really underrated quote from this Politico video, because when this came out, people were up in arms about a lot of it. And there's so much happening that I understand why one particular line could slip through the cracks. But I feel like the most blatantly racist moment in this video is when she says, and and this is a classic, classic racist defense for being racist. I know a ton of white people that are as lazy and sorry and probably worse than black people I know. What the hell? Yeah, I... And that's like kind of implying that your your baseline judgment for black people is lazy and sorry. It's not kind of implying. Right. <laughs> she's, very... saying, she's basically saying, I think some white people are as bad as black people also, so I can't be racist. And it's like, yeah, but you still think black people are this monolith of laziness and sorriness and well, worthlessness. I, here's the thing is I don't... The, the, um, the one of the more terrifying thoughts for a person like this is that anything can be unconscious, that any of their their thoughts could be fed by anything beyond what they are aware of, you know, feeding their brains, so to speak. And the biggest hurdle that people like me had to overcome, I'm not going to put it on her. I'm going to say where I was at, because mm-hmm. this is where I came from, was understanding and accepting a, that I had a subconscious that was, I had to start with, I have a subconscious that is influencing my decision-making more than I, I realize. Just right there was, that was big. And so furthermore, I may be operating off of racist principles and ideas that I am not conscious of. And when someone like this says a sentence like that out loud, you can see it right there. So people like this get super offended when they're being called racist because they think they're putting in all the work to not be racist. But the work that they're doing is predicated on racist systems and they're not aware of it. And it takes a lot of different things to happen in your life, including not living around every single person, around people that all agree with everything you're saying, which this woman has not experienced, I don't think. Or she has a husband that gaslit her and, you know, not even gaslit her, but just was constantly saying, hey, this is a lot. This is a lot. This is a lot. This is a lot. I mean, there's so many different versions of this woman that exist in Huntington Beach alone where I grew up. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. These not just women like people like this. Oh, no, I'm just talking. Yeah, no. See, here's the thing, though, the the. The male version of this is a male version of this because they are so obsessed with gender roles. It really literally is a construct of that role. So it, to me, yes, there are different beliefs that both men and women are partaking in, but their motivation is so different. Yeah. It's so different. 
you know, for women, it's, they're not going to ever voice how disenfranchised they feel. They're not going to voice how insignificant they felt or how weak they felt and been made to feel by the systems that they've bought into. So then you have this crazy woman who carries a gun anywhere, everywhere and gets into CrossFit. It's, it's, it's fascinating. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My favorite part of this video is, for one, the part where she, this is a quote, says, the most mistreated group of people in the United States right now are white males. And I'm like, finally, someone said it. Bingo. Yeah. There it is. Like, there it is. (laughs) That fucking stance. I, I don't know how. I mean, I do know how. I don't know why I question any of this anymore, but you gotta realize that the things that are being said about, white people right now refer to those racist institutions and systems and things that allow racism to continue and that perpetuate it. It's not an attack on you. Like it's not like you got to be able to say, and sometimes it is going to be an attack on you. And you know what? Fucking deal with it, Missy. Black people have been putting up with that shit for hundreds of years. Like sometimes people are going to take it over the line. But it's it's not even comparable. <laughs> yeah. And it's not by acknowledging that America is built on a foundation of racism isn't the same thing as saying I'm racist. Like you can acknowledge that without like it. It's scarcity mindset. <sighs> it's 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 that if I give that truth light, then my joy and what I've built is threatened, period. That's it's it sounds overly simplistic, but that's that's all it is. Well, there's a part where she starts defending her views on Islam and she says, no, I get it. We have freedom of religion in this country and everyone's entitled to their religion. But you want to be put above us. And no, I think what people want is to be equal. I don't want to hear about religion anymore. That's where I want to be. I don't want to hear about anybody's religion. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I I genuinely don't care. But because we make it a thing, it turns into this horrific, you know, comic book origin trauma story of nationalism and fundamental religious beliefs. This is this is where you get terrorism. This is this is what it is. What I'm fascinated by is where this sense of disenfranchise fear stems from specifically. And I mean, I have, again, this is another podcast. I have my theories about it, but it's always really fascinating to find a person who completely identifies with, with things that that utterly baffle you. Yeah. I, I think one of the craziest parts in this section of the video where she's talking about white men, she doesn't imply, she just straight up says that white men aren't allowed to have a voice on CNN. And it's like, I, I could name like the what? four black people who are regularly on CNN. It's like, what about Anderson Cooper? What about that entire lineup of anchors? I know, but Anderson Cooper is like the whitest. His, he's a Vanderbilt. I mean, like, <laughs> it's watch, like crazy. 
watch any election coverage oh, no, on I, CNN. No, it's it's like, what are you talking about, lady? CNN is mostly white men because it's probably owned by the CIA. See, here's the thing. Everybody keeps saying that it's the major news networks. I think it's still email chains, period. I don't, I, I think it is just email chains well, with insane shit because you can say whatever you want in an email. Well, yeah, of course it is. Because like I said, in that Out of Shadows documentary, they're like, ignore every other media source yeah. except the people who believe what you believe. Yeah. And that's how you end up in a cult. God, there's so much to cover with this woman. Yeah. Like, there's her thoughts on school shootings, which I think Sandy Hook is my least favorite conspiracy theory ever. I don't even I don't even know. You have to be a special kind of terrible to invest in that conspiracy theory. It's one thing to invest in it and believe it. It's another thing to go out in the streets and yell at people who were involved over it. And I don't know why these like I don't know if you're I don't know why you would be listening to this if you're someone who believes the school shootings are, are a false flag. But hear me out. What would be easier? Let's say you're Democrats who want to take people's guns. Staging a false flag incident one time is going to be really hard to get away with. Doing it multiple times over a course of several years is going to be even harder. But what would be really easy is if you had a vested interest in, say, people constantly championing the idea that we should own guns, it would be really easy to start spreading conspiracy theories that go, hey, that's Democrats wanting to take your guns. So even though you're seeing kids shot in schools, don't let that sway you from your God-given right to own guns. That, that's way easier. Like, that's a yeah. way easier conspiracy theory to believe. Which is that even in the face, like there is, I'm not, why am I trying to go down the road of there's evidence that this happened? A fucking, of course. Because it's, it's, it's abhorrent that any adult human with a beating heart would ever question the kinds of monumental grief that those families endured. And it's who were public about it. And for this bitch, and this is where I get angry at this, she yelled at his, yeah, she there's a video of her screaming at David Hogg, who was, I think, a survivor of the Parkland shooting, not Sandy Hook, but another conspiracy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Parkland. Unbelievable. And if you look into Sandy Hook, I did an episode about it on the conspiracy pod. It's probably the thing that has gotten me the most negative reviews because these motherfuckers just want to believe so bad. And the kind of things they base the Sandy Hook theory on, one, is the actions of people responding to the most traumatic experience of their life in the heat of the moment. Like, I'm sorry, that coroner's probably going to be a little weird in that interview. This is a thing he's clearly never dealt with. But then they'll also say shit like, well, why weren't the parents allowed in to see their kids? And it's like, how do you fucking think a crime scene works? You think the police are actively trying to traumatize the parents further? By sending them in to step over several other dead kids to identify their dead kid? No, I think a Polaroid of the face probably is good enough in a situation like that. But this is the kind of nonsense they base this theory on. And it somehow results in people who got elected to Congress chasing mass shooting survivors around and screaming at them 
about them wanting to take their guns. Meanwhile, they have so many guns. It just makes me physically ill. I, I, I don't I don't have a ton to add because I don't get it. I, I don't I genuinely, Adam, I don't this is this is one of those things. And you know me, I love a good conspiracy. Obviously, yeah. I do. This is not a good conspiracy. This is it's all so stupid. It's also so it's horrible. And it also doesn't make any logical sense the more you think about it. And it blows my mind that there are individuals who ruminate on it and never get to the point where they say, this is crazy. How is that possible? I think people, it all comes down to connection and people wanting to feel like they're a part of something. Yeah, I agree. I completely and agree. And buying, I also Buying into this makes you feel like you're connected to people in a way that the rest of the world just doesn't understand. And then you go just, run for Congress and you get fucking elected. She also was the one that posted that weird video of her doing exercises in her like hotel room, right? This is the same woman, right? It wouldn't surprise me. I feel like she was doing like push-ups or something. I mean, she did her. on a CrossFit gym, so. Ugh. Well, should we should we at least close by, I mean, there's also the execute Democrats thing. <laughs> like we we haven't gotten into that in 2018 and 2019. There's all these po Facebook posts that she responded to one of them in a post from 2019. She liked a comment about removing Nancy Pelosi from office that said a bullet to the head would be quicker. And now you wonder why Nancy Pelosi doesn't want this woman to be able to carry a gun onto the floor of Congress. And there are actually Republicans who are like, oh, second amendment. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily agree that we should take all guns, but we can take Marjorie Taylor Greene's guns while she's on the floor of Congress for sure. Yeah. That seems like I mean, such a no brainer, especially in light of what just happened at the Capitol. Like, She's one just, of the I people feel, pushing I feel like, this. I feel like we we got to try to stop applying logic to this or we're going to get a brain aneurysm. Like it's it literally you're not wrong. I agree. Something is broken here. It just is broken. She something also broken. in April 2018 posted something about the Iran nuclear deal. And a cool. commenter asked her, now do we get to hang them? Meaning H&O, which is Hillary and Obama. And Marjorie Taylor Greene replied, stage is being set. Players are being put in place. We must be patient. This must be done perfectly or liberal judges would let them off. And I don't know if must be done perfectly means storm the Capitol in full view of hundreds of cameras while not wearing masks. I don't know if that's what that meant, but that's kind of what it culminated in. <laughs> Sorry. Just as like... I don't know. I, I, I have so much to say about this that I almost am speechless. <laughs> like her view of herself and the, 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 her supporters is so simultaneously outsized and also plainly to me, incredibly small. Like there is this sense that they are fighting a losing battle and they're, I mean, and now we're getting into terrorist thinking. Their martyrdom is the only thing that brings significance to their lives. Yeah. And that's what's going on here. And it's very scary. That, that that martyrdom, that martyrdom streak is, I think, one of the bigger pieces of the female version of this, uh, in my opinion. The suffering, the long suffering mother image, you know, is their whole vibe. 
she strikes me as exactly the kind of person who would bring a gun to work and shoot people. <laughs> I mean, extremists, we know what extremists, we know what religious extremists do. We know what fundamentalists do. So what, that would just be her version of being a suicide bomber. I could. I don't know. I, 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 I that's a, you got to wonder why she wants to take a gun to work. She wants I to think put that's, a bullet in Nancy Pelosi's head. She liked to comment about it. That's for sure. Oh, man. And I cannot stress enough that Congress being slaughtered by extremists is how the events of The Handmaid's Tale kick off. So so oh, there's that. Yeah, go watch that if you want to know what we're in for. Should we close on talking about something, though, finally, that I think me, you, you and Marjorie and Taylor Greene, triangle of trust, finally. Oh, This is finally. a thing I think we can all believe. A, sure. A theory that just makes a lot of sense. Caitlin... I don't know if you remember this, but at one point in 2018 and 19, 20, 21, probably, uh, most of California was on fire for a few months there. Yeah, I remember. I think it was started because a person had left out some kind of barbecue. Well, what was it, Adam? I feel like it was it was that, right? Caitlin, that's stupid. Got it. What started it. it was space lasers. Well, egg on my face. I'll forgive you for not having thought of that immediately. They're a new thing. I'll be, I'll admit it did not jump to the first option in my mind. I thought maybe a gender reveal also, but no, it's space lasers. Okay. I can't believe a gender reveal did start one of them. It's something I laugh about a lot. It's a fire. I know a lot of people suffered and I'm very sorry, but to me- I don't know. It's such a Homer Simpson way to create a natural disaster. I don't know. It's uh, it's so embarrassing. Did you see all because, the memes that went around after that? The, of course. Yeah. It was no, the, it's, the twin it's, towers it's, it's, and there was smoke yeah. coming out and it said, it's a girl. It's a girl. <laughs> oh, man. So one of the worst of all those wildfires, Caitlin, was... Yeah. The campfire, which I hate that name. It just refers to a part of California, but it's called the campfire. Burned a total of 153,336 acres, destroyed 18,804 structures, injured several firefighters. I don't know why we don't have an exact number on that, and killed 85 people. Awful. The official cause was determined to be the Pacific Gas and Electric Lines in the area. And, like, if you're familiar with California's absolutely crumbling infrastructure. It checks out. A hundred percent. Totally checks out. If you're a fucking rube who believes what the man tells you. Which I am. Right. If uh, you were using your critical thinking. Which I wasn't. Which you weren't. What you would realize is that a nefarious group of individuals connected to former California Governor Jerry Brown started the fire with a space laser so they could build a high-speed rail system. Have you used that high-speed rail system yet that they installed, by the way? also want to point out that hasn't didn't Trump put a bunch of money in space? Yes. Okay. Just, I, he I, sure I, did. This is, this is another one where I'm like, wait. <laughs> there is, there's a video that believers of this theory point to that I will admit, if you just look at it and accept that what it, what Q is telling you is true, that this is a space laser starting a fire in California. Oh, man, it looks so compelling because it does look like a space laser. It's what's called a fire whirl, which I'm guessing you can imagine what that is just from the name. It's like it a sounds, fu- 
It sounds fancy. It's like honestly. A, it's a tornado of fire, which is actually scarier than a space laser. If they have those me. in Australia. Yeah. And one popped up during the campfire and someone got it on video. And now QAnon types are like, see, George Soros set California on fire so he could build a high speed rail system, which where is it? Where it, have they even laid the tracks? Why do they hate this rail system so much? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they really do. Great. They're pissed about this rail system. They're always angry that the Democrats are trying to take away infrastructure jobs. Like why this seems like a lot of jobs would come out of this. Well, these people don't realize when they're being used. And the oh, no, who I, I, wouldn't want a high-speed rail system? The fucking fossil fuel industry wouldn't want a high-speed exactly. rail system. You're just spreading re- rich Republican talking points and doing it as if you think you're saving the country. And it's happening no matter what they do. That's the craziest part. Like, this is all going to happen. Yeah. It's all going to happen. We're all going to, I mean, GM recently was like, yeah, we're just going to, by 2024, we're all our cars are electric. GM said that like, it's happening. Everybody like there's no, there is, there's nothing. I don't know. I I don't know what to tell you. And then this is, this is something that's been on the internet a billion times. This is, I I mean, I'm I'm not going to be the first person to say this, but these guys with their chip implant conspiracies (laughs) posting from their fucking smartphones kill me. It kills me. Yeah. Like, I know they can hear me right now. I I know that because I am connected to all of it. There's, there's a file on me. They're sure, there for sure is a file on me at this point. And that's where we are. That's the future. Well, and, and I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying anything about it that way. But what is killing me is that, that they feel they need to be chipped for anyone to pull this off. Yeah, people don't realize what a fine line it is between being chipped and just carrying your phone around. If you have a smartphone, they don't need to chip you. You can no nobody and they what the hell? I, <laughs> well, here's the thing: if if people want a real world example of this, I know we hate this guy, but he does know some things about things. Elon Musk has a company called Neuralink, and Neuralink yes is a chip that would be in your brain and it would act basically the way your phone acts. And the thing he says all the time is we're basically cyborgs right now. Yeah. The only thing is we have to carry the thing that makes us superhuman in our hand. And that's our phone. Like we have all of the world's information at our fingertips we can access it in a matter of seconds. The only thing we're missing is that we have to carry a device to do it. So if you're worried about all that, you're already there, baby. I know. You've been using Facebook for a decade. Like it's been following you this whole time. So you might as well just submit and put that fucking chip in your hand and start paying for your Starbucks with the barcode on your goddamn knuckles. It's happening because it's all happening. And Marjorie Taylor green is not going to save you from it. Uh, no, no, <laughs> I can tell you right now. Why are all of these people, they all have such dry skin. Conspiracy people have really dry skin. Have you noticed this? Is she not hydrating? Well, that would be ironic. Yeah. As an, as the owner of a CrossFit gym, if nothing else, it's, I'm telling you, it's not just her. Just, just take a look. 
Tell, tweet at me if if you find a hydrated looking conspiracy theorist. Just oh. one that looks like they drink water. I actually have a great theory on this. Republicans can afford to spend more time in the sun. That's it. Hey, That's it. Got it. They go on. They're able to go on because Republicans are generally rich and they can go on vacations. They can have lake houses. They can have boats. No, I talked to I talked to people in the Republicans in PA and uh, well, I don't, I don't mean my- these dipshits that are supporting them by voting against their own interests. I mean, the people who are rich enough to legitimately but be if Republicans. You, but if you look at the people that show up, that showed up for those, if you look at the, the people from the Capitol riot, if you look at the Trump people that were pro, these are dehydrated individuals. Well, because they're the opposite end of the spectrum. They're in their basement reading QAnon <laughs> so they're, shit all so the time. So they're actually dehydrated. Yeah, they're getting no vitamin D. They so have, we're not looking at sun damage with those people. We're just looking at a, an overconsumption of of Mountain Dew. That's a lack. Yeah, that's just a lack of care. Got it. They're yeah, they're super just, dehydrated. I don't know. Marjorie Taylor just looks like she needs a, some water. She does. Yeah, but that's all. I hope she doesn't get it. So okay, that's. Uh, I think that's our episode, right? There's I'm tired. Else, yeah, else to I, talk about. I don't want to. I I reluctantly. Yet enthusiastically, you know, we, we talked about this episode and I'm like, okay, it's got to happen. We got to do it. Yeah. Not going to like it. You briefly tried to, to sell me on the idea that it should be a conspiracy episode. And I was like, there's no conspiracy here. We know what this fucking woman is. (laughs) I tried to pass it off to another one of your shows. (laughs) You're not getting off that easy, Caitlin. We're talking about (laughs) MTG. Oh, yeah, if yeah. people liked her, that's what they would call her. That's how you know no one fucking likes this woman. They haven't given her a nickname. We still call her Marjorie Taylor Green. We call Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Like, I had to think a minute about her full name because we just call her AOC because she's cool. I've literally never said her name out loud. Yeah. I've just called her AOC because she's so cool. And this woman has the initials that would be right in the wheelhouse for that. MTG? That's great. But fuck you. You're Marjorie Taylor Green. Or like a good nickname, like Major Marge. Yeah. You know, something. Cua Marge. Ah, Cua Mom. <laughs> oh. oh, I don't even know if she has kids. Does she I'm have assuming. kids? I don't. I, She's, she, I, I bet she has four. <laughs> Probably in between like, flipping tires at her CrossFit gym. She looks like a four kid homeschooling, gun toting, cue believing Yahoo. Yahoo is the perfect word for it. It's kind and it's accurate. She's a Yahoo. I can't wait till next week when we do some, some palate cleanse and bone con, which we're recording next. I need it. It's going to be nice to just talk about the brutal murder of one woman. It is brutal. It's very, (laughs) those goddamn black shoes. It's brutal, but the husband, I picked this episode because I remembered the episode. I I wasn't familiar with the case, but I remembered the episode so well because there's archive of this husband who is being accused of killing his wife. And it is some of the best community theater I've ever seen. Yeah, we're covering a vintage episode of Forensic Files, which fun. Those are fun to watch because I like watching them and going, okay, how much of this would hold up in court now? And I think this one, most oh, of it, most of it I, would. I think this one is a case of forensic files having to kind of mess with their timeline a little bit to make it seem like it was a longer investigation than it, right. than it was. It was like, 
I think they got there that day and they were like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, we know what happened. <laughs> Meanwhile, I watched an episode of See No Evil last night. And at one point they show this guy's confession. And yeah. the only part you see is two FBI agents sitting uncomfortably close to him on each side. And one of them goes, so you drove past the store, right? And the guy goes, yeah, I drove past the store. And then that's all you see. And I'm like, what else did you guide him into saying, you fucking monsters? But that's, yeah. that's Although, the fun of true crime. Half the time, it's a celebration of shitty police work. Anyway, we're talking about Forensic Files next week on some Bone Con. Bone Con. Until then, do we have anything to plug? What do we have to plug? Is there an Unpops comedy show coming? Um, Yes. February 12th. With Wendy Starling, who is fantastic. If you've never seen her tell jokes, Katrina Davis, also fantastic. Jeff will be on it. And uh, I don't know who else. I'll get it figured out. All right. But uh, tickets for that will be on sale soon. And uh, I think that's it. What do you got? Anything? This show, man. Follow this show. Follow us on Twitter at Pretty Scary Boo. Pretty Scary Boo. I'm on Twitter at Bossy Matilda, and I'm on Instagram at Caitlin Rosecut. I will talk to you. I'm on both of them at Adam Todd Brown. And I'll, I'll sometimes talk to you, but like, don't, just don't be too involved. And like, ugh, who has the I'll time? T- I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. It's fine. Caitlin will talk to you. Yeah. Anyway, let's get out of here. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. We love you so much. Oh, my God.